welcome to another episode of Song Miss. My name is Richard Villegas. And I'm Beverly Bryan. And well, today we have a special guest in the city. Uh, <laughs> hey, Bev. Um, Hi. Was I supposed to do that? Uh, yes, you were. Of course you were. And uh, right now we're listening that's just, to- That's just my line. <laughs> exactly. That is your line. And welcome to another episode of Song Miss. This, uh, we're currently listening to a song by LSDXOXO. It's called Sick Bitch. Uh, so we're going to finish this song and we'll be right back with the wonderful, the incomparable Beverly Brown. Hope y'all really fully raved to that because uh, we're about to rant and rave, uh, you know, by our own account. How you doing, Bev? Welcome back. I'm I'm doing fantastic. I I'm I'm right here reporting for duty. Your New York correspondent. You actually like I was thinking about it this week, like you know, uh, as we were getting our uh, playlist together. I like because you sent. I mean, they're not all artists from the U.S., but mostly. And I'm just like I generally speaking, don't include many artists from the U.S. Um, so you kind of have become the, the U.S. correspondent. Like, it's mostly, like, music in English. Uh, it's, you know, and it's a different side of, you. I think, at this point, through your job and general experiences, you have a different insight into what Latinx artists are doing in the U.S. Uh, that's very different from my own. So I'm thrilled to have you as the, as the U.S. correspondent. Yes, I have a job. 
<laughs> and and you're doing it quite well, as the listeners will soon hear. Um, but yeah, I mean, welcome back. I think it's been a, a we we were talking. I think the last time you were on the show was at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, let the listeners know what's up. How has the past ve- uh, roller coaster ass year treated you? Oh my god, I've blanked out. Um, <laughs> no, um, I'm doing okay. I've been working from home. I haven't washed my hair in a week. Lit. Um, you know, I I got that uh, Pfizer shot. Lit lit. Um, and so yeah, you know. <laughs> we're, we're returning to real life. I'm going out in society. I recently um, went to the park. I was canvassing for Diane Morales for New York City mayor. Oh, cool. That was wonderful. She wants to defund the police here. And Lit. we really need that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm taking a chance on believing in something. Sure. Plus, uh, you know, she also went to my college, so... Cool. I mean, you and you said you've been venturing out more into the world. Have you been so bold as to attempt a bar, a restaurant, any sort of live music, a party? Fuck no. <laughs> no. Lit. Um, I I've been hanging out with um, Tatiana, Katie, cool. folks we know. Yes, yes. You know, um, friends of the show. Yeah, friends of the show. Um, and. But other than that, not much, not much. Cool. I mean, look, I'm glad that you are vaccinated and that you are healthy. Uh, Dear listeners, you guys can't see it right now, but Beverly looks stunning. Um, Best I've seen you look since the last time I saw you. (laughs) Um, You look great. Um, Healthy, got some color going, beautiful hair, long black hair. Um, Not having to go into an office is it just looks great on me it'll do wonders for you (laughs) it's that it's that not it's that work from home glow (laughs) yes um and well uh dear listeners uh we have a lot of ground to cover today i have some oh wow okay mexico city is being loud um but yeah i have uh We have quite a bit of ground to cover today. 14 brand new songs for you to listen to. All 2021 releases. Our first new music episode. uh, Actually, our second new music episode of the year. And it's May. Holy shit. Um, So let's dive right into it. Um, We started the show with LSDXOXO, a uh, Dominican-rooted producer based... uh, He was in New York for a long time. Or they, I should say, probably. Uh, They were based in New York for a long time and are currently out in Berlin. Um, They have a new mixtape coming out. They actually just put out another single called uh, The Devil. Um, And it's just this is just like crazy, hedonistic club music. The kind of stuff that like after like a year without dancing it this this was like this lit my fuse like i was just like oh it's rude that i can't go like bump into people on a dance floor to this song Um, no this is this is definitely uh made me think about dark tiny clubs that are sweaty and honestly i'm i'm not surprised that uh they're in berlin now and berlin is surely happy to have them yeah sick bitch gave me all the things that i needed including explicit lyrics I love that it's basically the hook is just all about throat just gymnastics, uh, which you know honestly we aspire to. Um, uh, Pitchfork needs to get on this guy. I think they, I think they might be. I know that this song premiered on paper, so they're not as indie as 
you know, as I as I at first thought, but they're kind of out here. Um, and the next uh, two songs aren't necessarily as thumping and intense as Sick Bitch, but uh, they do kind of, they go to a different club, maybe a socially distant club. Um, what can you tell us about, uh, I don't quite know how to spell her last name, so I'm gonna let you take that. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Sophia Cortesis, okay. I believe. And um, she is written about in Pitchfork. They've been supporting her a lot. So, okay. um, but so have a lot of other people. Um, she's, and I think she's getting very, very deserved um, attention. So she's from, she's Peruvian. She's from Lima, mm -hmm. currently also based in Berlin. And um, she's just come out with a new EP um, called Freja Magdalena. Okay. And um, I don't know, she's only got three EPs out. Um, but, you know, um, a coworker of mine at, a streaming service that shall not be named mm -hmm. um, introduced me to her and it is I was just like yes wonderful we trade <laughs> we trade tracks all the time and uh, generally get along and this one was something I, I was missing um, I know that um, I know that you were really hyped about her because like when I messaged you to be like, hey, girl, like, do you want to record? You were like, yes, you know, like we, we need to play Sofia Cortez. Um, like this was like the name that jumped out. And so we're going to listen to two of her songs. One you just generally like. And then I think another one has sort of a more spiritual meaning that you uh, were kind yeah, of it's highlighting. A, it's a little deeper and um, more complicated. Uh, so we're about to hear La Perla. Mm hmm. And that's off her current EP. And apparently it is um, about dealing with like the, the death of her father. Okay. Um, I, I love emo electronic music. Um, yes. I love emo arty electronic music. I, I really <laughs> love her stuff because it sounds, I don't know, kind of um, a little folky, you know, a little mm -hmm. bit like Juana Molina. Okay, or, I see that. Or even Joanna Newsom, like it sounds acoustic almost mm -hmm. in a way. Like maybe there's samples of like acoustic samples there. I don't really know. Um, but I could def this is a really actually a really great album for you know trying to lift your spirits in quarantine. Definitely maybe the club is dance maybe this is the club is your apartment and this is for dancing in your apartment. Mm, I see that. And what about uh, Sarita Colonia? This song refers to a, a folk saint. Um, mm -hmm. and so People have these sort of, there's this like concrete block shrine apparently. Okay. And where, where people gather. And um, Sarita Colonia was this, she was a, a domestic and, um, you know, she died at 26 and she cared for, you know, the family she worked for basically and, you know, took care of them. But then like she just died and uh, she was thrown in this anonymous mass grave, um, according to the Pitchfork article I read. And um, so since then she's become like a saint. Um, and, you know, so apparently there's this sort of, there are like these like parties at the shrine. Okay. 
I don't know. It's sort of, it's complicated, but there's a lot trying more. It's probably trying to capture that energy, that moment, I would think, the song. Yeah, or it's like a, I mean, I, I think her one of her EPs is called Sarita Colonia, so it's okay. like a tribute to her. Hmm. Um, so yeah, just look it up, guys. It's it's a fascinating story. Cool. Um, well, well, then let's go ahead and listen to that. I mean, we have two back-to-back songs. This is by Sofia uh, Cortesis. Uh, the first one is called La Perla. Uh, the second one is called Sarita Colonia. Um, so listen to that. Uh, enjoy, and we'll be right back with more uh, Beverly Bryan.
Um, all right, we are back. And again, we just heard two wonderful songs by Sofia Cortesis. Cortesis? Cortesis? I don't know. I'm trying. I want to say Cortesis. I, that sounds right to me. Again, because the listen, I mean, it's not a traditionally sort of like Spanish language spelled spelled name, so that's why I'm struggling. Uh, it's it's not phonetic. It's, it's spelled um, with a K. Yeah, and again, like this, it, it reads more like maybe like a French or a German name, so that's why I'm like, hmm, okay. Um, but um, anyway, Greek, so maybe I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so lots to get through today. Um, so I I want to. <laughs> So like I, I tweeted earlier today, I was like, I am frustrated by a lot of things. And I was just like, I've, I've been kind of like over it and grumpy. And like, I was very excited to have you on the show so that we could vent properly. Um, so like, I'm choosing violence on this day. Um, and um, so I'm going to talk about two things that frustrate me from a music journalist perspective, song mess perspective, yada, yada. And I, I, in, while I rant for a second, I'd like you to think about some things that maybe frustrate you, uh, you know, in dealing with, you know, music industry people or musicians or whatever. Oh, um, no shortage. But uh, yeah, <laughs> let's hear it. You go first. So first of all, I don't, I hate, and I'm saying this in English, uh, you know, because this is really for anybody who listens, but I hate a disembodied like email, like you just sent me a link and it's just like, whether it's a DM or whether it's an email and it's just like link, Hey, check out my new song, girl. That's not an email. That's not a message. That is spam. Um, and I will not be clicking. I will leave you on red because if you don't take my job seriously as a journalist, as a podcaster, as a, whatever, as a listener, why should I take your work seriously as a quote unquote artist? So Richard um, does not eat processed foods. No, I don't. All vegan. No, I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not on this day, but you know, we do try. No healthy. spam. No thank you. <laughs> Actually, I do love. I love. Well, when it's Hawaiian food, I'll make an, an allowance for spam. Oh, but, I love spam masubi. Oh yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, no, like again, like it's just it's you know, sending an email. It doesn't take that long. It's three, four sentences. Hi, my name is blah blah. I do this. I have a new song, video, LP, EP, whatever. Um, and it's about whatever. And I'd love for you to check it out. Here's a link. You know, like. Treat me like a human. I'm not like, I, I, Richard Villegas, song mess or whatever, or really any media uh, company or, or blog or whatever, we are not thirsting for content, baby. Content is here. There is plenty, there is entirely too much music being released for us to really cover all of it. So if you want yours covered, you're gonna have to put in just a tiny bit of effort, again, Hi, how you doing? My name is Blot. Like, it really isn't that serious. So that's number one. Number two, and this is uh, for artists as well as uh, publicists, don't send me a fucking pre-save link, girl. I'm not your fan. This is uh, This relationship is not one of fandom. If you are reaching out to press for coverage, you will send me the, what I need to work, or it just will be discarded. I mean, <laughs> you know, like if you want your shit covered, give me the materials that I need to work with. I can't promise you that I will always be able to give it the amount of uh, love and fanfare it probably deserves, but a pre-save link, child, I'm not, I'm not looking out for you. Send me what I need for me to give you what you want. Um, so those are the two things that I really needed to, th that was the word that I needed to speak on on this day. Um, but again, like what, what are some things, because uh, you, you know, again, we, we can't really talk too much about what you do for work, but like you do still work in the industry. What are some things it's that- true, and I, I am still writing. I'm working on an article right now. Yay, welcome um, back. 
yes, no, I want to be doing more of it, but like, you know, things have been complicated. Life happens. Um, what are some things that frustrate you, whether it's from artists or publicists or whoever? Well, I certainly appreciate the way you feel about um, people pitching you things without putting in much effort. Like, and I think every journalist feels this way, especially if you work in like the arts or anything like that, where like mm -hmm. someone just, where you're just like getting piles of stuff. And yep. um, like, I, I don't delete, I don't need, even delete any of my emails. It's just a river that flows past me. <laughs> Um, it is ever flowing. <laughs> so if you if you want if you do want me to answer your email, it really helps if like there's a good subject line, maybe something in the subject line where I like understand why I'm getting this email. Mm -hmm. um, and then like in the email, it would be really good if there's like some kind. I, I think that it's definitely resulted in like me actually covering things. If somebody like puts in there like something like because you cover this. Sure. I sent you this. Like you like it's it's nice to know when there's like a specific person and that when there, there's like somebody who knows that you're a specific person and bingo, yeah. Cause it means that, it means that you're not just another like contact or someone that they saw on Twitter. Like it means that they are familiar in some capacity with your work, you know, if if they're comparing it to something else that you've done. Yeah, and it's like I I might not always be able to write about the thing. Um, I might not even always be able to open the email. Yes. I might not write you back. Uh, well, I'm a human disaster area. But <laughs> you really increase your chances if you tried. We, I, look, I mean, we if all are. And, and, I, and I understand we're all trying to do our best here. I've really, I feel like I've gone above and beyond in trying to sort of uh, inform people. Again, I refer everybody to episode 260 of Song Mess, which uh, it's in Spanish, but it is a, 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 a guide, a series of an hour long series of pro tips for young artists trying to break into the industry, how, like literally how to send an email what are some different ideas on how to roll out a release? You know, like um, literally you can find contacts just by going to like a blog's Instagram or Facebook page and just tapping the email box. So like, you know, I, I again, episode 260, again, it's in Spanish. Um, if you speak Spanish, hit it up. Because um, again, I think it's very useful. A lot of artists have hit me up and that it's useful. And again, I understand that these conversations are important because a lot of people don't, you know, get breaking into the music industry doesn't come with a user guide. Um, so again, I'm just trying to help out. I am frustrated. Uh, so I apologize. I'm trying to not be as rude. I used to be real rude. Um, it's tough love. <laughs> it really is. That is precisely what it is. A lot of people actually, even my friends are like, hey, can I send you? I'm like, we are good friends. You're sending me a WhatsApp. We are good friends. You can send me the thing. But like, you know, it's just like, I'm just trying to get y'all like, it's not just for me. This is for your interactions with the greater uh, media machine, I guess. Um, I want to- uh, We should have a call-in thing where like people send in their questions. That would be great. Actually, I might do that. Although people are really bad at responding, but whatever. I'm, I think, yes, send, send, your, send an email with questions and I will, will, will address it in a future episode. I, I like that idea. You know, Beverly J J Brian on the scene, man. What are uh, what send, send us your music business questions <laughs> and we will give you the cynical depressing answer some some semblance of an answer 
Um, I want to, so let's, we're going to, I'm, I'm going to make a minute. Uh, we're going to, uh, so the next song that we're going to hear is actually by St. Olivier. I'm switching the order for the, for these two Bev. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the reason I'm doing that is because piggybacking off this conversation about, we just had about like media and stuff, St. Olivier, uh, shout out to Chris. Uh, he is from Costa Rica. He is a very young emerging, um, uh, singer songwriter, uh, R and B crooner. Again, from Costa Rica, he has a new EP. His debut EP called Foren uh, is dropping. Well, by the time this comes out, it's already out. Uh, it dropped on May 14th. Um, and he has been, like, the reason I'm mentioning him now is because he's been exemplary, exemplary, <laughs> uh, at sort of like picking up these tips of like all the things that I've recommended, all the things that I've suggested, you know, build a a contacts database, send your, you know, like a promo email, like a week in advance to give us time to pitch shit. You know, you don't have to send like the craziest press release, just like a simple, straightforward, concise email. This man has embraced all of those things. He has embodied them and he is applying them. And um, you know, aside from whatever coverage I've tried to extend him, a number of, of blogs, you know, have already written up his, his singles. So again, like, it, you know, I'm not saying that I have all the cheat codes, but this is a man, uh, this is a proof of concept, basically. You know, it does piss me off. It pisses me <laughs> off that there's so, that it's so hard for an independent musician to get noticed um, yeah. when they are good. Because there's publicists who will straight up be like, you're not going to get anywhere unless you have a publicist. And yeah. that sucks, but it's also really hard to be your own publicist. And I think that that's why your tough love is actually very helpful because it's like in the days, like indie, like the rules of indie were written before people were really using a lot of email, you know? Mm-hmm. So people used to go out and flyer for themselves. Sure. You, you booked your whole own tour, put up flyers in every city. Um, call the call the newspaper in that city yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mail out your own press photos. Like I'm old enough that like when I at my first job at a newspaper, we were getting like press photos in the mail. Work, work. <laughs> um, I am an ancient vampire, um, so I remember those days, and. Yeah, and now it's like, it's so easy. You can hit journalists up on Twitter. So it seems easy. And you're like, yeah, I can just do this. And like, magically, I will have millions of streams on Spotify. And like, it's a little more complicated than that. There may still be some friction. It pisses me off that it's so hard, but you still have to realize that like, it is hard and there's work to put in. I think though, like before, cause like, I feel like there's three categories of like artists or whatever in terms of, in terms of success, in terms of busyness, really, like there's the ones who are really just starting out who like literally have nothing else going on. Then there's the ones who are like medium. Oh, come on. They might be like in school and have a job and whatever, kids and but stuff, like, but again, you know? like you don't, you don't have People to release have your to song. Do. You don't have to release your song tomorrow, plan it out for a month and then get your shit together, you know, accordingly. But like, that's then, one thing that I've never understood, but maybe we should respect about the musicians temperament they release a song and it just needs to come out when it needs to come out i don't i don't agree with that because then it doesn't go baby is ready to be born then it goes unheard i've had so many artists who be like damn like ever since god's timing i've had so many musicians be like you know what ever since you told me to like pace it and like plan it and like do the thing like or or not even me like other people who've told them like it's just like you know like oh i dropped an album just because i wanted to drop it tomorrow and then it went 
completely unheard and then they planned out a, a single and suddenly it was like big you know like because like i feel well, like see when- and like these are things that like a label will do for you you right. know or and they- and they, they say, okay, we're going to, this is going to be the album rollout. They yes. might decide for you, we're going to push your album a year, but you know what? That might be the right decision. Let's then, look. you know, you're left to your own devices. I want to continue this conversation, but this is getting long. Let's listen to St. Olivier. The song is called Extrañarte, but we're going to carry on with this because I, I really want to talk about this uh, in the next section. So again, the song is called Extrañarte. It's just a really good R&B bop. This is with production from Mount Joy, another fabulous uh, producer Ooh. from Costa Rica who ha- we have featured on the show before. Uh, again, shout out to St. Olivier. Really dig what he's doing. Check it out. The new EP is called Foden. Uh, again, this is Extrañarte. We'll be right back with more uh, new music. Baby, tú me haces 
Oye, Ashley, preciosa, ahora sí te haré el truco de magia. No viniste como quieras, pondré money en tu cartera. Tú eras la de aquellos sueños que duraban la noche entera. And we're back. And the second song that we just heard there is by Kode. Uh, it's called Sueños. I kind of like, these are both my songs. Uh, you guys will notice that th there will be a number of, of tone changes throughout the playlist. So like, this is why it was arranged this way today. But um, uh, my our, our relationship as podcasters always, always thrived on creative tension. <laughs> um, you know, this, this sort of uh, the, the friction that created uh, sparks and creative uh yeah that's how things work it's that's, a little bit what a real creative partnership is like people it's so a anyway we oh sorry we, so basically we agree on nothing about music um except i like those songs no i love um saint olivier for especially it, it's a little bit like that relationship uh that that meme of like you know like a, a goth like kicking it with like a cowboy and it was like when you haven't seen each other in a long time but the love is still there like it's very that and you've energy. been writing two different ways but the love is still there very except that. it's always been that <laughs> yes um, um and this is how we actually have been writing two different waves but this the playlist love is still there richard this playlist is very that this playlist is giving that um 
and well, Kode is uh, just an R&B crooner from Chile. He's also really, really, really great. I love this song. Sueños, I've had it on repeat. Like this and Sick Bitch have been really getting me through the past month. Um, and uh, it, actually this song came out towards the end of last year. And then he randomly sort of like took it off because he's like promoting a new album that's coming out and he's been sort of like really hyping it up. And it did really well. It had like 10,000 plays on Spotify and then he just took it down. And I was like, what? Um, well, maybe he got signed. That happens. I th- I cannot confirm nor deny that. Um, mm. So, but anyway, big things coming for Kode. I really like him. He's actually become a friend. He's based in Mexico City now. Um, we will be bringing you that interview hopefully sooner than later. Uh, so stay tuned. Um, but I want to go back to what we were saying about like you know being your own publicist and stuff because I, again, like I, I, you know, I a lot of the stuff that I've been doing recently is sort of to empower musicians to, you know, be able to do that. Like, cause I, a lot of people are like, girl, I can't afford a publicist. So I'm like, all right, where's your Excel sheet with like, or your Google doc with, you know, press contacts. Oh, I don't have any girl. You've been in this 10 years. You don't, you telling me nobody's ever written about you telling me you haven't been paying attention. Why am I not on your, you and I are talking, why am I not on your, you know, on that Google doc? Like, why am I not getting your emails? And I will like get in my, like, I'll see like my friends post something on like Twitter or, or, or Instagram. And I'll be like, Ooh, looking forward to that email fully knowing they'd never sent it, you know, or we're never planning on sending it, but sending out a mass email on MailChimp is free. Hello. And, like, and don't, but don't use Gmail because Gmail flags like almost anything like that is spam. Really so it's good to get a newsletter email client. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, that's that's good to know. Okay, I might I might One start of those free ones. People. Send out a tiny letter. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to verify this with uh, my husband who knows everything about technology. But yes, oh, that's right. You're a married lady now. I, f- I forget about I that. Am. The other day, like today, actually, um, we we're both working from home. We're both in an office, and. Um, Sean was talking to his coworker on the phone and he said like, yeah, my wife and I have been working from home. And I'm like, who? <laughs> what wife? Who's your wife? What? I and feel... then I, I realized, I, I was like, oh. That... C'est moi. <laughs> I feel that if my uh, redacted partner of uh, four, almost 14 years like ever said that, like I, I'd be like, you know, because like, that that feels like it would be weird to to Who's refer your to. Secret spouse. Where you've, are they? You've no, well. No, I mean, I mean, you've you met him. Like, oh, exactly. Like spouse. I've no, been. I, I've been I awarded. Love redacted. I miss him. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to Redacted out in Chile. That's all you guys are getting. Um, but um, I want to keep it moving. This is uh, so. Up next, we're going to listen to one of my favorite songs that you brought in. I really. I was kind of blindsided by it i did not because I, I was like reggae but it's not quite that like it's not as simple as reggae it's like disco-y reggae type of thing it's like disco reggae and that it's is like, something you it's will like, only get from cola boy it's like blondies you know the tide is high <gasps> like yes! it's like it's like reggae but it's kind of more disco than reggae <laughs> electro disco reggae yeah tell us about cola boy i loved this song Okay, so Cola Boy is this guy, like a producer, singer from Oxnard, California. And um, he recently did a, a, one of his recent signals, singles is a collaboration with um, one of the guys from MGMT. I don't know who, I don't pay attention to Gringo Indie. Some white guy, yeah. Yeah, um, one of them. <laughs> and um, 
so but like this one is called to be rich should be a crime and it's some lovely lovely class analysis which we all need more of in our lives mm-hmm. set to electro disco and that's really very much his thing he's he's very like badass that way so um yeah that's basically his deal yeah they, i mean i i think i saw his pick a couple of his pictures and like there was something there was a very stylized sort of like 70s brown 70s hipster moment going which i was really all about oh um, yeah that's that's very much a vibe in california right now yeah there's a lot of bands who are doing that i think i really think that it kind of it was sort of started with um it's it's the influence of chicano batman Mm, actually i want to talk about that with your next song selection so let's go ahead and listen to cola oh yes let's 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 go ahead and listen to cola boy again the song is called to be rich should be a crime uh and we'll be right back with more of beverly ann rhymes the big boss gets fatter and we stay poor now we say no more Should be a crime To be real 
show de música emergente latinoamericana donde mezclamos entrevistas con los sonidos más frescos del underground su anfitrión Richard Villegas es un periodista musical contribuyendo a publicaciones como Remezcla, Rolling Stone y Bandcamp y con Song Mess las conversaciones toman un giro más casual y personal revelando el mundo interior de cada invitado Song Mess está disponible en todas las plataformas digitales y lo puedes escuchar por todos los lunes y jueves a las 9 de la mañana. Song Mess. Aquí chilling en la isla de Yoshi. Incognito donde nadie me conoce. Booty with a mask on, looking like a ghost. With a mask on, looking like a ghost. Yoshi es mi compa. Ojo si usted se le monta, puede que yo no responda. Somos invitados a la fonda de la mamá de un Yoshi rosado. Soy condecorado por la raza. No sé qué me pasa. Ando con la gente por la plaza. Birras tropicales, Yoshis en las calles, Rufis en los tragos, es un despilfarro, todos toman guaro, todo controlado. Estos Yoshis siempre pasan en estas, vamos por ahí y encontramos las setas. Justo yo buscaba si los hay bien a medias. Yoshi siempre ayuda a llegar a la meta. X con habanos en un Yoshi magenta. Todo buen ride, este man es una cerda. Isla reptil con flujo gentil, hielo y sandía. Keep a play a chill, bitch, you know I will. Despichar a un cupa trupa, apunto y disparo. Queda el huevo en su jupa. Infiltrado en el system, psycho timidez no resisten. Yoshi is my best friend. Mando un honguito rico, ve al toque mob. No me complico junto con mis sapos. Ando en modo psico. Sipping on that Yoshi juice, otros tomando ese pus. Cueva y X with double deluxe, al revés la cruz Anfibios armantes, bitches en helicóptero We making glitches, con Yoshi ganando miches Bitches Aquí chilling en la isla de Yoshi Incognito donde nadie me conoce Hoodie with a mask on, looking like a ghost With a mask on, looking like a ghost. Yoshi saca la lengua, me cocina cachete. Yoshi juega, me hangas, es el man más fuerte. Todo lo que el man propone promete. Propagando buena vida, Yoshi lo siente. Tres, cuatro shots, este man está demente. Yoshi juice sipping y la gente está flipping. Yoshua. Snacker.
All right, and we're back. And the second song we just heard there is by Cueva. Uh, this is another uh, Costa Rican artist uh, who's actually been a guest on the show before. Go check out our episode with El Tajo from the Costa Rica series. Um, another piece of like, uh, I, I like that pairing because it's another another like piece of left field electronic fun. I mean, yours was kind of very political or very socially minded. Mine is a reference. It's a sample. It's a concept song about just being on Yoshi's Island. <laughs> I mean, so we, we basically got like, so basically this is like this, this little block was like the most relevant to Gen Z we've mm, ever been. Maybe. Um, um, I like, I, so Cueva is interesting because Cueva used to be in this kind of very famous prog rock band called Sopilot. Um, and you might remember Sopilot because you you were one of the early people on the on the Costa Rican garage scene. Uh, it wasn't quite garage; it was more on the prog end. But uh, completely do not remember Sopilot. Okay, well they were. Uh, I mean, not necessarily my taste, but a lot, but like they are revered uh, in in Costa Rica. Um, and well, anyway, so like he, they, you know, they broke off into their own projects and Cueva has kind of gone into this sort of like, tr uh, kind of like a hip hop producer vibe. And then like, just started to do trap shit. And I'm really excited because he started to do really weird trap shit recently. Uh, earlier in the year, he put out a song called Capybara. And it's literally a song about capybaras and why they're so fucking dope. And they're just cool. And like, you know, it's um, just like, they are pretty much the dopest animal. Right, because they're friends with everyone. They'll chill with alligators and they'll chill with birds. It's whatever. Everything <laughs> I need to know about life, I learned from capybaras. <laughs> and it's such a great song. I urge everybody to go check out Cuevas Capybara. They're, and the videos are also hilarious. Um, but this one, Yoshi's Island, I just, I, I mean, the reason I brought it in is just because it's a bit newer. Um, I also recently wrote a story for Bandcamp Daily, which you guys should go check out. Hopefully it's up by now. Um, about the ways that uh, anime and and other sort of like Japanese nerd culture have really uh, influenced music in Mexico. I mean, I wanted to make it about Latin America, but I couldn't find enough artists on a continental level, but Mexico has, you know, uh, a cornucopia of them. Um, and this is kind of, again, proof of concept is very like Yoshi, Nintendo, you know, just like you're just doing a trap song about a Nintendo character. So like nerd culture and Mexico has been a subject for you actually as a writer for a while in mm -hmm. different places. So what is it about Mexico? Like where this is, I think this is a Mexico specific thing. And I, 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 I think by now you should probably be able to explain something about like where that comes from and like what what that is in Mexico. Yes. So it's, it's, I mean, actually, everywhere has nerd culture, but Mexico yeah. seems to have its own nerd culture. So Latin America specifically is huge for anime. Um, and, but like Mexico, I think has done more weird shit with it. So in the 19, so in 65, I believe Astro Boy became the first anime to be dubbed and broadcast uh, in Latin America. It was brought first broadcast in Mexico. Um, and I, mean, I knew you would bring the facts. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I, like, I spent weeks working on this thing. I did a fuck ton of interviews. I mean, it's a it's a good story. I'm just hoping it is out by now, <laughs> by the time this comes out. Um, but yeah, so in 65, that was the first anime to sort of like get 
broadcast. And what was really special about it is that as they, you know, like the Japanese were very like, why do you want this? And they're like, well, we'll just, we just need things for television. And so they started to get more and more anime. They started licensing more and it was on open, like public access TV. This was just like, imagine it being like on NBC and CBS. Like this was just like on TV. You didn't have to pay cable or anything. It was just there. And so- Do you have it, any more of this anime? It very that. And so it became an imported good to which all uh, economic uh, or social levels uh, across Mexican society and then later Latin America were able to access freely. So it was not like, you know, it wasn't like one of those things that only the rich people have access to, you know, is, oh, it's imported because but I have money. Like, so it was just on, on TV. Now, now I think about, times. now that I think about it, like that's something in like a lot of places, including the United States where like anime is very democratic. And maybe that's why it unites a lot of people online now. It is, but the thing is because, so the U.S. is run by Puritans. It was, anime was consistently edited into oblivion uh, where Latin America be like, I don't know, titties? Sure, girl, running at 3 p.m., who cares? Um, and so- Okay, what about the frequent same-sex relationships in anime? They completely get edited edited out of the U.S. Uh, yes, like dubs this and stuff. I know. And in Latin America, they remain. Okay, um, then. Yeah. So like, and like, I knew I liked you, Mexico. Yeah. So like Mexico was like the first one. But um, so it was fascinating because like different countries started their own sort of dubbing wars. So Argentina also became a, ma a major dubbing haven. Um, so like animes like Candy Candy or and I believe Speed Racer were uh, were dubbed into Spanish in Argentina. So they always had like a distinctive Argentine like, you know, che, da, 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 you know, like in anime, which is so fun. Um, or like Messenger was dubbed in Miami. And so it I featured think if I had like a whole trove of this yeah. to check out. I would finally learn Spanish. I mean, it's so fun. Um, and yeah. And so anyway, it became a very egalitarian thing. And they just sort of because it was free, it became ubiquitous. And because it was ubiquitous, it has sort of like condensed into different aspects of life. So like, for example, in Mexico City, you'll be walking around and you'll find arcades, like classic arcades just happening. You know, like it's really fun that you can go and like, and they're for adults. They're not for kids. You just go and you drink Why beer, eat pizza. And you play. Child, I don't know. I don't Y'all choose violence for yourselves. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, but it's really great. And again, I've played music like this on the show before. Sailor Fag, uh, Army of Skanks. Uh, Me Llamo Sebastian is very, very influenced by anime. Um, Brazil has True. also sort of like brought in like a lot of stuff. Um, I actually interviewed a YouTuber that I'm obsessed with called uh, El Vaquero Porno, uh, aka the Porno Cowboy. Um, and uh, that episode will be dropping in July, I think. Because um, uh, there's we have a full slate, y'all. Um, but it's very, very exciting. I like, and he does, so he does all these sort of like parodies, like reggaeton inspired by like Saint Zaya or like a uh, corrido inspired by death note. Um, and it's just brilliant. And so, yeah. Okay. I, I, I love that. You know, it's so this so is good. the thing, like, you know, Americans kind of flatter themselves. We talk a lot about exporting our culture all over the world and we wring our hands over it. <laughs> um, but like maybe but maybe we're actually like being like subconsciously very egotistical because it's like we're not even paying attention to all the culture that um, has been exported to us and that is also like global. Like we're not talking enough about anime diplomacy. Correct. Yeah, I mean it. It is. It is a moment. I mean, Latin America 
reveres Japan because again, like it's just the good that people were able to access for free. Also, um, they're right over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's move on. So we were talking in the previous section a little bit about California vibes. Um, and up next, we're going to uh, listen to a song by Marinero, uh, who I actually have had the, the pleasure of, of writing up before. I, I, I am familiar with his work. Oh, uh, excellent. We're both fans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the song is called Nuestra Victoria. Um, and so when you, when you mentioned California vibes, I was like, this is California vibes down. Uh, tell us about Marinero. Okay, well, when people talk about California vibes, they picture like Venice Beach, mm -hmm. um, Los Angeles, the Hollywood sign, you know, smog. But this is more like, this is this is the Bay Area. So that's, you have mm -hmm. like fog, not smog. Um, it's a different, sure. it's a different world up there. Um, and so Marinero, um, the, the artist known as Marinero grew up in the famous mission where mm -hmm. you get the famous mission burritos yeah. and um real name just sylvester uh so he uh his music i really like it's very like throwback kind of like a 60s 70s little bossa nova thing mm -hmm. dreamy fuzzy it would fit in on like a lot of like current um gen z uh indie playlists he but should he should open for divino nino on tour Yes. Or, um, especially, yes, yes. I would love that. I would, I would, I would be front row. Um, cause you know, I love Divino Nino, Yeah. but, um, he also reminds me even more of Rudy De Anda, whose last okay. album I really loved Rudy De Anda of Long Beach. Um, and he also, they both have like kind of like ties to that, like garage punk world. Um, Marinero is on hardly art. Mm -hmm. a, a division of sub pop okay. so to me that, that gives him a ton of cred um and yeah so um this song Noestra Victoria comes from his album that's coming out and um it's all about um the album's called Hello Love and so um he's actually relocated to Los Angeles yes and left his his home of um the in, in like San Francisco so this album is kind of a love letter to San Francisco um, and Nuestra Victoria is actually, the, the, the name refers to La Victoria, which is a bakery from his neighborhood where he, you know, his mom and his aunts went to growing up. And uh, the song and a lot of the album is really about gentrification and displacement and all that kind of thing. And but he does it in a way that's like very intimate and very personal. So it ends up being this very powerful cumulative statement because the album is also very atmospheric like you can almost feel like the fog and the weather and the atmosphere of the bay area mm. um in the album and so it's it's i i just love it cool well i think that's as good as intro as we are ever gonna get um so let's go ahead and listen to marinero this is she, not to be confused with marineros from chile singular um uh on instagram maringuero which i actually really appreciate that pun um and uh the song is called nuestra victoria uh so we're gonna listen to that and we will be right back with more new music
And we're back. And then the second song that we just heard there is by Jose Gonzalez. It's called Visions. Now, when when so when we were talking about like what people interpret as California vibes, for me, it's driving. Like we're driving and there's like fucking um, palm trees or it's the desert or you can see the mountains in the background and like the wind is sort of like blowing in your hair. Or what about the coast? Not necessarily the coast. I mean, I grew up oh, on an, no, I, I grew up on an island. The coast, the coast. doesn't. The coast holds no mysteries for me. I grew up the, the on the California grew up in the coast. Come on. Definitely it's, not. Okay. The, the cold ass Pacific child. No, thank you. Fine. Okay. <laughs> not to somebody from the Caribbean, Miss Thing. But, but yeah, but driving is what I associate very much with the West Coast. And so, like, listen, this combo of Marinero and Jose Gonzalez uh, really took me there. Uh, tell us no, this about is, this. Is, Jose. This is a great, this is a great mix. Road trip. Very We're that. We're going on a road trip now, right? Super that energy. I'm picking you up. We're going up to <laughs> Portland. I was going to ask you, actually, because like, literally, like, so we played seven songs. Other than Sophia, everything you brought in is super California. Um, I'm like, why? I mean, you're moving. I'm like, why are you like staying in Brooklyn? Why are you moving to fucking California, girl? <laughs> um, I... I would. It feels like um, that's where your head is. Actually, somewhat. Well, it's because that's where the music industry is, and I'm in the Illuminati now. <laughs> okay, fair. So, yeah. I see. I see you in California. I feel like California. I mean, you've already lived in Vegas, so you know there is no, a precedent. Love, well, it's like I think I'm more in touch with West Coast culture than the average person who lives yeah. out here. Um, yeah. No, Las Vegas is basically like mini LA. Yeah. 
And um, I think I'm even like kind of like slipping into a West Coast accent right now. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I mean, cause you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm ne neurotic New Yorker to a T and I, I, I like that for me. Um, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, like that's why I like half of the music that, that you know like the last couple times you've been in here like on here like it's just been very chill very mellow very west coast and that's why like i'll make like a frowny face half the time i'm like me because it doesn't no i'm just very stressed out richard <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what sometimes you just need to mellow out nice and, and i get i get that um can you tell us anything about jose gonzalez i've actually never heard of him well you might not have heard of him because um while he is uh latino Latin Equis. Um, he is also from Sweden, but he's a very well-known um, figure in the indie folk scene. He's now I know. Now I know who this is. <laughs> that guy, yeah. Now I know, you know who him. this is. Yeah. Anyway, he's coming out with some new songs. Um, this one, you know, many of them in Spanish, mm -hmm. uh, and it—they're beautiful. I love it, and. Um, this one I thought was actually kind of profound. Okay, work. Yeah, I and and I think it's a good also a good segue into the next song, which I'm I'm I you know this might be controversial. Uh, so it's Juan Wouters, Wouters. Uh, it's called Real, and this is featuring Mac DeMarco, which I'm like playing Mac DeMarco on Song Mess. I don't know how I feel about that on this day. Well, you know, like I I felt like. Um, that was the song. I mean, Juan Wouters is putting, you know, he's, he's a, we're fans. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, no, no, I, like, I actually do like him. I've seen him live. I, I like the, the album or the EP or the singles he's been putting out. They're pretty good. I'm just like, oh, we went with yeah. the Mac DeMarco. Well, because Mac DeMarco is for some reason huge. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's interesting you know, Juan is actually a fairly obscure figure, although, you know, significant to me because of his involvement in garage punk back in the day, or like just kind of like the garage scene. And, you know, I, I was and continue to be obsessed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just brought it because also it like kind of connects with the with Cola Boy because like, you know, he's doing a thing with MGMT, like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, maybe, um, mainstream gringo indie is starting to be more like oh you know what's going on over here yeah well mac demarco's been real shitty to latinos in the past so oh, really tell me about this um well he was a headliner at normal in 20 i want to say 18 mm -hmm. um and like he like was completely wasted performing which you'd think is um you know in character because it's mac demarco um, yeah, doesn't he like poop on his synthesizer and like i don't know maybe but when i saw him perform at primavera sound you can bet your ass this man was bathed you know combed like oh yeah because of course you're okay. performing for white people if you want to talk about things that make me mad mm -hmm. it's when um you know you're i'm not i'm not gonna say I don't want to say white people, but yeah, okay. I want to say white people, um, you know, white North Americans go to Mexico and yep. if, if anyone ever, they're, they're like, say it, they're like this, they're like, oh, this is a whole country for me to play in. Mm -hmm. And okay. In fact, like, this is like, here's an example. Um, I've never really talked about this with anyone, but when I went to 
normal for the first time. Um, when we met, I, by the way. Yes, yes. When I, a journalist that I kind of knew on the internet uh, also covered it and I went and like to compliment her on it. And she kind of cornered me for some reason. This mm. was years ago. Like, have you ever been cornered in an internet chat? Oh yeah, uh-huh. Like you're, like you're, you're, it's like you're at a party and you've been cornered, but it's online. I mean, I'll tell, I will tell you to fuck off, but, but I, I am not most people. <laughs> well, I, w- I told her to fuck off in a very polite way <laughs> where like the conversation ended with like, you know, let's have drinks sometime. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Which of course means no, no. fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, and so she thinks it's for some reason, but, um, basically she like was talking at, at me for a long time about like how her boyfriend wants to have group sex and if she did, if she was ever going to have group sex with him, it would be in Mexico City because everyone is so hot. And like how she met people who had drugs. And oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> basically, like trying to tell me that she had the most fabulous, like Vice inspired, like Vice magazine inspired time in Mexico City. And I'm like, oh, so this is just like your sex and drugs playground. Sadly, that is how most uh, white, well, not not just white, you know, but um, American and European, North American and European uh, visitors, that sadly, most of them see Mexico like a Vice article, 100%. And um, so I was just like, ew, I, you know what? I don't actually think I like you that much. And no, th- this has- ask me anything about what I did, you know? <laughs> so I'm just like, you know what, I, you know, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a recurring conversation throughout COVID because Mexico, uh, most of us think unwisely, has chosen not to close its borders at all during the pandemic. And so Americans who like, you can't tell a gringo what to do. They were like, oh, yeah, well, I can't have a party and I don't fucking know, Al- Mobile, Alabama. I'm flying to Mexico and I'm going to go do whatever. I want to escape the pandemic because that's always the thing. It's like, oh, I'm escape- we're escaping the pandemic. Girl, it's a pandemic. There's no escaping it. It's, it's global. It's a global pandemic. <laughs> it, like, it's in the name. It's global. Um, so, I hate you know. it here. And by here, I mean America, literally. Yeah. When I say I hate it here, I mean specifically I hate it here. Yeah, yeah. No, gringos have really come and shown their ass in Mexico. Um, and I mean, and not to say that Mexicans haven't, I mean, like, you know, it, it, Mexico city, you're allowed city, to show your ass in your own country. Those are the rules. True. Mexico city is rapidly becoming the, the land of the not so secret party. Um, even with flyers, I'm like, how is it a secret party? If you have a flyer for it, girl, but I think okay. Bushwick is giving it a run for its money, but sure. <laughs> but yeah, that is, that's been frustrated, frustrating. So let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of that because I feel like Mac DeMarco really exemplifies that spirit, by the way, okay, my, the, you know, back to Juan Wouters. Okay. Just a minute. Cool. Let's spend a minute on a, a minute on Juan Wouters. Queens uh, native y'all Queens native NYC represent. Indeed. Okay, so this song is off of his lovely album, Real Life Situations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it includes many awesome collaborations, um, including Cola Boy, hey. um, Nick Hakim, the genius, mm-hmm. um, Home Shake, and, you know, many others. Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, so this, but this, this one is called um real and i dig it cool but let's listen to that now again this is juan wilders the song is real this is featuring mac demarco and we'll be right back with more uh beverly celeste lopez my love must be a kind of wild love 
Try to catch me acting free Wild kind of loving on your stereo It's, It's been, been a hard one Shoot a brother down Just so you can get ahead 
All right, so we're back. Um, and then the song that we just heard there is by Las Dianas. It's called Me Voy. Uh, and I was very deliberate in placing this song back to back with uh, with Real because I want to show uh, mediocre white boys what, you know, dope women can really fucking do. Um, it's also the only other rock and roll on True. <laughs> I guess that also helps, but- um, Very rock and roll, like kind of like a Go-Go's vibe. I was into it. Absolutely. I mean, and, you know, for any uh, uh, astute listeners out there, Mevoy, you might recognize that song as a Julieta Venegas cover. Um, and Las Dianas is sort of like the the rising new promise of like Spanish indie rock. There's a big indie rock uh, moment happening. Actually, like if you go a couple episodes back, you'll hear our episode with Marta Movidas. Uh, she's more like on the indie pop tip, more like folk pop baroque pop type of chamber pop there we go that's the word i was looking for um but like there's a big 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 indie rock moment happening in spain you think about melenas and uh, las chilers um and so yeah i really really like las dianas i've actually been listening to them quite a bit uh, as i write and again this is just it, there's not much to say about the song it's just a really 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 solid sort of banging cover of julieta venegas and i live <laughs> and so yeah mac demarco this is like i don't know why y'all fucking click on mac demarco when you can be clicking for cool um just good music but all right it's the algorithm man <laughs> it really is break the algorithm y'all like choose other things tell people about song mess we do our best to you know go against the grain um that's why Stream we have razor us. come on anyway um and well up next um actually i want to i want uh, uh uh, yeah, let's go ahead and listen. To, I'll make my announcements at the end of the show. Um, up next, we're going to listen to a song by Jorgel, uh, or in English, Jorgel. Um, and this song is called is, is called Casa, and it's with Katsu Oso. Uh, you, this is your song, Bev. And I, and I feel like we're still sort of in the tip, in the, the sort of like Marinero's, Marinero Juan Walter's tip of just like, it's kind of, this is very like California soft rock moment. It's a lot of like, yeah, it's a lot of like kind of dreamy, poppy, washy things mm -hmm. that, but it's like, um, Gen Z likes this shit and my job is to pay attention to what the kids are into mm -hmm. and they like shit that sounds like Steely Dan. Sure. Um, yeah, I see that. But you know what? Uh, I love Gen Z. They're great. Um, I actually was asking on the internet why everyone wants to listen to like just really easy listening music these days especially right. at the same time we're like this is also like the generation that's out in the streets like firebombing police stations so i'm like there's this dichotomy here and i'm like what's going on and um tatiana actually came to my rescue and she was like we have just way better weed than previous generations <laughs> and work um, that's actually like the first decent explanation I've heard about it. Well, uh, she's really, you know, she's really hit. Um, <laughs> that's why she works for the AV club now hey. and she knows what's up. She always has the 411 and now I'm trying to find some of that weed. I mean, uh, well, <laughs> while we search for, uh, that good old skunk, um, I, I don't, I, I know. I mean, Katsu also is one of these sort of, uh, stars right. that has kind of right. come Katsuoso. up. He's kind of come up along, uh, you know, on the same sort of like branches like Kuko or like uh, your Ormar Apollos, your uh, Jasper Bones. Like it's kind of like that whole, um, I, Katsu also is actually my favorite of them, but, but. Yeah, no, he makes this really um, cool, indie, smart, but still romantic um, electronic mm -hmm. music, some of which you can actually dance to. 
and uh, but he is from Los Angeles, I believe. So sure. this this song, making the song a cross cultural, cross border collaboration. You could probably tell me more about uh, Jorgel. Yes, I can actually, because I, I I had the chance to write about him about mm, two years ago, give or say, give or tell, give 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 or take. <laughs> I'm like, what's the word? Um, he actually follows Song Mess. Uh, you know, I I feel confident that he may listen to this. Um, hey boy, hey. <laughs> he is, if I'm not mistaken, from Juarez. Um, he was a good personal friend of Juan Gabriel. That's actually kind of how I came to know about him, uh, because. Uh, when like he's been a songwriter for many many years uh like song like like a pop songwriter for like other people but he like oh, jump started his solo career uh with a cover of el noa noa um and he brought Which also in, featured like some high profile collaborations correct uh it, he brought in esteban um so it was a duet and it was this very sparkly cumbia take on on el noa noa and then they brought in uh Raimix, who has that very famous song eh, eh, oh yeah mujer um who recently came out of the closet as well um and so it became this sort of like you know ultra fag like team up like the super girlfriends it was so good uh the super squirrel friends and um yeah and so it became this moment um and but jorge i like i was very a, a little he at died first, and went to queer pop heaven very that i was at first a little worried that like he would get sort of pegged you know like thrown into like the queer ghetto like once you say that you you know like i'm a gay artist you're only ever a gay artist and you're never just an artist again you know um, i think that's changing it's i'm actually really surprised and kind of gratified in like in the u.s there's like a fair amount of like um queer pop artists who are very mainstream mm -hmm. mostly men mostly thin mm -hmm. white men with really mm -hmm. nice skin your your Troy <laughs> Sivens um but you know and it's and you know you don't have to be people don't have to imagine that like you're going to date them now you know like straight women don't have to imagine that you're going to date them now for someone for like someone to be a mainstream pop artist Totally. I mean, I actually, you know, which is great because that means it's really about the music now and hopefully anyone can, you know, become a mainstream pop artist who's like not siloed as long as you're really hot in a conventional way. Of course. I mean, I think there's a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword now because the reality is that being queer is super on trend. Uh, way, way, way more people identify as queer in a, in a non-specific uh, way. With, with, Especially that's the like children. a lot of female pop singers. Is it shitty that I'm like, you have never made out with a girl? Right. Well, and you know, whatever. And I, I, I look, I'm not like, I don't mean I'm a to terrible human being. I think they're all. No, like, no, no. I mean, I don't mean to gatekeep, you know, like I will. Queerness. I don't care. I, I, I'm choosing <laughs> violence today. Well, so if you guys, uh, I mean, if you're here, you hopefully you've listened to the episode with Marina Marquesa. Uh, and we actually had a really great conversation about queer baiting from pop stars because, uh, and I mentioned Omar Apollo, um, because like, you know, he like- Okay, it's one thing to like paint your nails. Right, but, be, but like- be he, ambiguous, that's as old as rock and roll. But he was profiled in the uh, in the LA Times and like he was asked about it and he was like, I'm just chilling. And so like immediately everybody was like, queer icon. And it's like, no, 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 no. Because if you want to get the rainbow clicks, if you want that pink money, you got to put some shit on the line. And I'll also name check uh, Little Miss, uh, she's from Chicago, God, uh, Tatiana Hazel, who like, 
you know, wrote a song, you know, with, you know, a love song with women, female pronouns. And I remember, cause like- Everyone's I, doing this now. And like, on the one hand, it's great because like, you know, for one thing, you don't have to sing about what you what your life is, you know. Yeah. You can write a poetic song where you're like imagining a situation that is like of course same sex. Uh, and, and why that's, not? But you I can I, try on personas. That's what pop music and rock is all about. At the same time, it's like if you're sort of implying that you might be queer because right. that's very trendy right now, and your publicist can like pitch something about it. It's like. And that's exactly where I'm trying to go because like my, I had a friend who was doing like a, some pride content and like Tatiana Hazel's last EP was very like, you know, perfect for pride, perfect for pride. And like, I was like, I've never heard anything like we, and, and my friend and I, uh, who will remain unnamed, uh, we Googled, you know, excessive, like extremely, and we couldn't find anything like, about it. We are not going to Google the shit out of this. And so like they, they wrote to the publicist and were like, hey, like is Tatiana Hazel actually like, queer and like they were like yes she's lgbt and it's like ah! she is not lgbt she's one of those maybe um you know but like that's not like like see and that's where like it gets like again like i don't mean to be like Your people turn into the fbi did they not realize this exactly and that's why i'm this is what i'm saying it's like i don't mean to gatekeep anyone's journey i'm not trying to rush you out like whatever your process, whatever your journey, whatever your timing, it's yours. We all get to walk this your road. Your process is you get that money. But if you want to get that money, if you, you want to get them out. clicks, if that's you want to get those- That's what the process is. You want to get those editorial features for that rainbow month, for that pink money, then you have to have something on the line the way that all these other artists have had like their careers in some way stunted by coming out of the closet. Can't so you if, you, just, if you're not ready to you risk just, anything, you can't get the exactly. money. Exactly. Oh my God, exactly. Sorry. Can't That's you just, just like Google something and like learn something about the issues and like, you know, say something smart about like issues facing trans people and like be an ally? That would be nice. That's And like, and look, if you are queer, you're queer and great. But that would take you, you five minutes. But you have to put something on the line if you want, again, to reap the quote unquote benefits, what the seldom, the few benefits that there are therein. So anyway. Well, it's, it's that there are, there are a few benefits right now. Well, I think tying back to the song, Jorge is not in the closet and Jorge is actually really branching out quite uh, prolifically, I, I might add. But um, you know, the, the good thing, the, the upside to this, which got us on the subject, is that there is there's space for that now. Sure. Absolutely. And again, and, and by the way, I don't like there I don't want you to think for artists who are actually queer. And, and just because that that first song that Noah Noah cover is like Joteria Extreme and it's great. Okay, and but we, that's. That's why it's fucked up that there are like people who are actually not remotely queer taking up the space, the little space yeah. that just opened up for artists who are actually queer. And again, we celebrate Joteria. I mean, uh, we're about you're, we're about to make some announcements in the next section, but um, uh, you know, like Jorge has branched out into many other things. He actually recently put out a song with Ima, a friend of sh of the show, Ima Soul. Beautiful, like very sexy, sexy R and B kind of pop R and B moment. Highly recommend that song. It's uh, I forget the name, but go check it out. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and listen to that. I mean, we've rambled. <laughs> we've ranted. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all of this, <laughs> Richard, but you did tell me that this episode was about choosing violence. Maybe that's what the, the episode will be called, choosing violence. Did, did you think that there were things I was not angry about? No, I did never Did you think that I would not come to the table? 
you've you've always been an angry little girl, Beverly Brian. Um, we're gonna listen to that now. Again, this is Jorge the song with Katsuoso. The song is called Casa, uh, and we will be right back to wrap up this lovely wild show. <laughs>
All right, and we're back. And then the second song we just heard there is by Segun, uh, is by Santa Madero. It's called Segunda Cita. I actually really does, like. Does that mean second date? Yes, actually. Like, so this uh, is a song about a second date. I think so. It's interesting. I because, speak Spanish. Eh, uh, so Santa Madero, let me give you some background. They are a trio from Peru. Uh, they're not from Lima. I forget where they're from. I think they're from the north of Peru. Um, and they make synth pop and it's very, very good, very, very polished synth pop. I highly recommend you go just I mean, go to- synth pop. I'm really gratified to hear that synth pop remains um, a staple. <laughs> yes. Of course. I mean, I like this was the one song where I was like, ah, I mean, I'm bringing seven songs. Should I cut this one? Should I leave it? I just really one of like South it. America's really finest exports is synth pop. 
And uh, it's great. And so this particular song, Segunda Cita, I don't know if they ever actually released the video, but they were, when I received the press release, they were hyping it up, um, that the video is very inspired by girl gaze uh, films. So like Lolita or like The Virgin Suicides, very sort of like- Girl gaze, that's a thing? Tell me I, about this. What I does think that mean? So. I, I think it's sort of these sort of like soft films, these sort of soft, very vulnerable oh, type of- Anything, like, oh, do you mean like things basically made by like Sofia Coppola? basically um very that energy he created so, a whole genre i love it yeah and so like they they were you know they were saying that the the video for the song which again i don't know if it's out or not but go to youtube check it out look for santa madero okay that's um, hot that's dope so it's a song yeah and it's and it's a good song and again like the the synths are just like the fucking robustest most saturatedest like like but but it but it i don't know there's something very airy and very sort of like industrial at the same time, which I really, I really enjoyed that contrast. It's like being punched in the face by CBD. Probably not CBD, because CBD is just mellow. Okay, oh, okay. I guess, I, yeah, I don't Have really fuck with- Have you even with... tried it? It's, yeah, oh. it's the way it makes you feel. My, be my best friend in Mexico City is a weed journalist. Trust and believe, <laughs> I have tried it. I've tried that and much, much more on this show, actually. Um, we were we were gonna do a 420 episode and I and like it just life got away from me. But oh dear. Yeah, it was gonna be so fun and it just life happened. Um anyway, so we are reaching the end of the show. Um I have uh two announcements that I want to make before we wrap things up with the lovely Beverly Lefty Lopez. Um so Aww, one I'm actually sad. Oh, don't be sad, you know. Uh let's just do it again. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. so the first one is that, uh, starting next week uh, after this episode, it will be June, it will be pride month, and we will be bringing to you a series of five episodes dedicated to, uh, LGBT artists. Um, this will, uh, while there will be plenty of Yaz queening, this will not be a Yaz queen series. Uh, again, I've spoken a lot on this show about like, I hate uh, the way that pride is usually covered in media because it's half the time half-assed meeting a quota to seem inclusive. Um, and it's often just reducing It's on the people. calendar. It's right after Earth Day. And it just reduces, it often just reduces artists to the rainbow thing. And there is really no effort at telling a real story. So they will be, uh, uh, four of the five episodes will be pretty much normal song mess uh, episodes. We will just be highlighting the fact that these are uh, LGBT artists um, and um, you know, it'll be fucking great. Uh, one episode, the, the the first, the inaugural episode will feature my friend Tales Coimbra, who is a lawyer uh, who defends uh, uh, LGBT rights and, and obviously people uh, in Brazil. So we'll be getting really into like, you know, there is a celebration, but the first pride March was a riot. Um, and so, you know, let us remember that. And in that spirit, we will be talking about some real shit with some fabulous music. So uh, please stay tuned. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, yes, queen. Very. No, I mean, I mean. <laughs> um, so that's announcement number one. And announcement number two uh, is that uh, you might have seen, if you follow us on social media, you might have seen that Songmas has new merch. Please go buy it. We need to pay for this hosting and I'm tired of doing it out of my pocket. Um, get your fabulous new t-shirts. There are going to be three different designs, uh, a fuck ton of colors available. Um, the link to Maybe our I online. Need one. I think I need a shirt. 
Oh, you hold on. You're getting yours for freezies. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not paying for that nonsense. <laughs> but the rest of you can. I just want you all to uh, purchase. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, yes, I do want you to purchase. But just hit me up in the DMs. Um, I will, uh, again, I have a number of uh, T-shirt sizes uh, and designs all available, which you can see on our social media now. Um, I will be uh, sending, uh, you know, I can do, uh, I'm doing worldwide shipping uh, from, you know, Mexico City. <laughs> uh, so again, feel free to hit me up with the details for prices, uh, payment terms, all that jazz. Uh, and I will be very, very glad to fulfill uh, those orders. Yeah, just hit me up on Instagram or Twitter or wherever is good. Songmessmusic uh, song at gmail.com is always good. Place your order. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're going to see it all on our glorious social media. So you should be following um, all that. Uh, Bev, do you have any final announcements before we start making our farewells happen? Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm bored. Talk to me. <laughs> yes. DJ BB check. We'll be linking in the show notes, of course. And um, well, I'm just going to remind you all that my name is Richard Villegas and my co-host is Beverly Bryan. And you can listen to this episode as well as close to 300 others uh, on your favorite uh, uh, digital platforms. And that would be uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Deezer, uh, SoundCloud, of course, probably Grindr and, you know, like uh, Christian Mingle and um, but uh, if you want to follow us on social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Richard, Instagram. you're not on TikTok? Definitely not. My knees hurt. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but you can follow us on the other socials, all at Songmess. Uh, song, it, was, it used to be Songmess Music on, on Twitter, and I recently got the Songmess at. So it's just at Songmess, y'all keeping it nice and simple. Very um, nice. All, uh, all of these things will be linked in the show notes, again, as well as our online store and the Bops playlist on Spotify. Um, thank you so much for following. Um, and uh, well, yeah, and we have one more song to go. And this is by Carolina Sack, who is a friend of the show. I interviewed her at the top of the pandemic. Um, go back, listen to that episode. It's fabulous. Um, she's from Argentina. She's a synth pop artist. She has an, an album that's uh, well underway at this point. I think this is the fifth or sixth single from that album. Um, because obviously if you can't fucking tour to support it, why just drop an album? Just fucking release all of it and get maximum mileage for it. Hello? Hello. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and Carolina Sack is really great. She's a sweetheart. Again, I highly recommend you guys check out um, our interview. Um, and yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add before we head out, Ms. Beverlisa. All right, Beverly. Well, thank you so much for joining me back on the show. You've been missed. No. <laughs> um, well, the song is called Cierto. This is some good pumping, dark synth pop moment. It's actually like, I really, really, really love the song. Uh, so we'll leave you with that. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Shout out to the forever co-hostess, Beverly Bryan. Um, and yeah, my name is Richard Villegas. This is Song Miss. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Ciao. Bye. Perder, perder, recuerdo en otro Intentar